This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You're listening to The Paranormal Pursuit, hosted by Bobsy from 99.7 The Mix and Larry Wilson from the Urban Paranormal Investigation. You're not alone. We are not alone. The Paranormal Pursuit will keep you company. That's right. We'll keep you company if it's not 25 feet of snow outside, man. We definitely, for sure, will do that. That's one thing Netflix has on us uh, that that and, and and all those other major uh, popular podcasts. Larry Wilson, you know, <laughs> when it, even when it snows, they can get their podcast up. All right. Oh yeah. It's all Larry's fault. He didn't want to come in. I was here. Okay, but Larry didn't want to risk it coming all the way from Taylorville. I don't. I thought there was a telethon involved or something. <laughs> yeah. A radiothon the week before, and then the week before that, it was the snow, uh, snowmageddon. So yeah, two weeks we haven't had a podcast, and it's kind of funny. This week, two, 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 two weeks we haven't had a podcast. Second episode, season two, episode two. So yeah, <laughs> we have more than two clips though. To play today from Granite City, which was uh, the old YMCA is what I call it. That's I mean, what it you, was, you, yeah. you, You've got a history, though, of the building. Uh, and by the way, it's the Paranormal Pursuit Podcast. Bonzi Larry Wilson here. Thanks for joining us. This is going to be a fun one, man, because just as you and I are going through the prep, I forgot about something that, that happened in, in, in one of the, yeah. the, the incidences. And, and wow, it, it just, <laughs> memory came flooding back. This is one, um, of, the, one of the investigations where it, there was an actual interaction Yes, know, and all night long, and there was a lot of us too. There yeah. was, a, you know, there, how many people were on this investigation? Uh, there again? Been, Total six. Yeah, six. Okay, yeah. six of us, and um, we had a couple of interns with us. Larry's going to get into that a little bit. He's going to give a brief history of this building down in Granite City, Illinois. This was our second investigation with the radio station crew and uh, your urban paranormal investigation team, right? Um, so I guess let's just get right into it, man. First of all, people were asking me how we, how we choose and pick and, and our places that we go to. And, and I say, I kind of just leave that all up to Larry. Um, yeah. cause you know it more than I do and you, you've got contacts more than I do. Um, people were asking about the investigation we're going to be doing this season or this year for the Halloween show. Uh, we've got a couple places that we're working on. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much leave it all up to Larry. Uh, we try to stay within the central Illinois or the central United States. We haven't gone really too far east coast, west coast, because there are some places that are pretty, you know, we, we'd love to go. Yeah. So if uh, if anyone would like to pick up the sponsor on this and send us to the uh, Eastern Penitentiary, I, I would love to go there in a heartbeat. London's got a lot of cool places. <laughs> you know, so whatever we can do. Yeah, that'd be fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? So that that's to answer your question there, and uh, again, uh, this one came up. Uh, how did you hear about this Granite City, the old YMCA? This whole this kind of that was kind of a weird thing in itself because I was looking for some place to go, you know, not too far away, and so I went online and I found a story about this. Uh, you know, it was a, um, a haunting down at this YMCA. So I started doing a little bit further research, and there was a group from Quincy, Illinois, that I'd done a presentation for, and I'd seen where they had investigated the YMCA down in Granite City. So I was going to contact them. I was going to call them like on my lunch hour. Well, as, as things would happen, somebody invited me to go to lunch with them, so I didn't get to call them on my lunch hour. And as I'm driving home that night, I'm getting ready to call the contact person in Quincy, and my phone lights up, 
And it was a, a telephone number that I recognized because I saw it when I was online, you know, uh, on the Quincy uh, station or the Quincy uh, group, rather. Sorry. Um, but anyhow, I was starting to call the Quincy group when the guy that gave access to the YMCA building down at Granite City, who I had never met, didn't know, is calling me. That's weird, yeah. It was very weird. <laughs> and so anyhow, the bottom line was that the group from Quincy contacted him beforehand because they were going to do some kind of an event down there, and he wanted some speakers. So he they gave him my name to call. So it was just kind of a weird deal how he called me before I could even call him, and I didn't know the man. Yeah, that's know? awesome. It was an easy peasy, man. We just hooked yeah. it up and set it up, and we were ready to go. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it was one of the most uh, memorable ones that we had. So it Yeah, especially for well. the set. I, I remember after the first one at Will Hill, you can go back and listen to that episode uh, one of season two. Um, you were really kind of, I think, beside yourself. I don't want to say in disbelief because you, you know, that's not a word you like to use very much. But you were kind of beside yourself on how much happened during our investigation. I, I feel like you just kept. There was something about you after that. You're like, man, there's something going on with this radio station group. Somebody here is a little sensitive. Somebody's kind of like, you know, tuna. You thought maybe Sarah was, you know, yeah. And I, and I think you liked our group because well, yeah, all of I us were skeptics. Yeah, and I did. And that's one of the most... With an uh, open mind, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, there's nothing wrong with a skeptic with an open mind. You know, and we've talked about that before. But I think what really uh, resonated was, like you said, the things that happened. I'd taken, you know, I'd taken uh, people wanted to go with me somewhere. So I would take somebody and, and you know, nothing had happened. And you guys... Right off the bat, things happen, really. You it was know? really, really unusual. It was. Uh, that, that, it was. That, and, and, and I think that's the other thing that's unusual about our relationship. I don't think there's maybe one or two places that we'll do this season that not a lot of stuff happened while we were, we were there. Most of the time, things happen like while we're there, like yeah. whether it's interaction, whether it's noises, whether it's stuff we can't explain. There's a lot of that stuff that happens while you and I are together and we have other people with us. But I think there's maybe one or two places we've gone to where we didn't get much until we came back and listened to the audio. Exactly. There were two places, really. I mean, I had all kinds of heck break loose at the Velisca House in Iowa, and then I, I recorded a ton of stuff over in Virginia, Illinois. And those were the two places where we really didn't have a lot of interaction, although we did have an intern at Velisca that you know saw some things mm -hmm. and had some things yeah. happen after she got home. But you're right. Um Every pretty much every time we've gone somewhere, something has happened that we've either heard, seen, or experienced. How do you explain that, real quick, before we get into Granite City YMCA? Because I don't think I've ever asked you that. Why? Why do you think that's happening? I mean, I know you think you, you believe why it happens to you because the more you do it, you've done this a lot. The more you do it, you've said this before. The more yeah, things and, are going to open up to you. But I, but, but mentioned, why me? And I've mentioned this on your your show before. Um, Cheryl the Psychic that, you know, and uh -huh. we've talked about her before too, but one of the things she told me was, you know, the more you do this stuff, it's almost like you're now like the like a lighthouse and the ships are looking for the lighthouse. These things out there, whatever they are, whether they're ghost or something else, know that you're looking for them, trying to record their voices. So I think they know what we're doing and they come to where we're at and we experience those things then just as a residual from them wanting to be heard or known. So why do you think it's happening so much with me? Just because of the radio I, connection and they want the well, attention? You're, like you said, you're a skeptic, but you have that open mind. And I think you want to see, I think you actually want to see this stuff or want to experience this stuff. Uh -huh. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons. You guys anything with my religious background? It could be. Okay. You know, because, you know, we we both talked about that before too, you know, with your upbringing and mine too. Um, 
we know there's more out there, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but but are we supposed to experience it? We right. didn't that's that's the key. Are we supposed to experience it? But the bottom line is we have. Yeah, and we have experienced it. And at Granite City YMCA, you're gonna hear a lot. There's a lot of EVPs we're gonna get to. There's a lot of uh Moments where the Bonzi, I don't know what we called it one year. Sarah called it something, the Bonzi uh, F-bomb drop or something. Like I, I, I really let the, uh, the, <laughs> the language fly in this one because it was the first time in my life where I think I was genuinely... You were nervous, scared. I was scared. Yeah. I was scared. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, we've got a video. We have lots of video to go with this one. Um, so make sure you guys go and look at the podcast page after this to check out the video, to check out all the evidence. You'll hear me be scared in, in this video that we're going to talk about. So brief, uh, let's get into the brief uh, description of the old uh, YMCA in Granite City. Why is it haunted? Okay, well, it, it's especially at uh, the turn of the uh, 20th century, um, with the appeal of plentiful, you know, well-paying jobs in the Granite City area, it attracted a lot of the Europeans, like uh, people from Macedonia, Hungary, uh, Bulgaria. Uh, they were just there for searching for a better way of life. Uh, but a lot of the immigrants uh, settled around the area west of Granite City, uh, and eventually they would call this Hungry Hollow. And uh, there were several tragedies that occurred in that area, with the first being a flood of 1903. Um, and that particular flood covered all of what is now the western part of Granite City. And I've heard stories that during the Great Flood, some of the immigrants who were living in tents drowned, and their bodies were never found. So chances are they're still buried, you know, somewhere on that property, wow. you know, by Mother Nature. Um, on August the 28th, 1924, ground was broken, and the cornerstone for the YMCA was laid. Uh, May 11th, uh, I think, uh, 1925 was when it actually opened. Um, I'm sorry, it, it actually opened uh, in January of 26. Um, in 1954, they, they did an addition where they built uh, racquetball courts, which kind of came into play a little bit during our investigation. But uh, it's had, you know, it's had some uh, famous acts like uh, REO Speedwagon played there at one time when they were getting their start. But uh, the building's located at uh, 2001 Edison Avenue in what I would call more of a lower middle class to commercial area. Um, but Unfortunately, like the uh, the land that the building occupies, um, sources I spoke to told me that the buildings had quite a bit of tragedy over the years. There were reports of deaths both in and outside the building. Uh, one such claim was a young girl between the ages of 9 and 12 years old drowned in a swimming pool. And one of the EVPs that we recorded, we believe, may be this little girl. Right. And we'll talk about that a lot later. But there were other deaths in the building, including... Uh, there was a murder on the front steps in the building just several years before we did our investigations. Uh, there was it was a failed robbery attempt, and a 14-year-old boy was uh, was captured for for shooting a man on the front steps. A former janitor who was mentally challenged hung himself in a small work area, in the old locker room area. Uh, and as the story goes, uh, there was a couple of heart attacks on the premise, including one in the locker room by a man named Andrew, uh, and then there was another. Uh, a man was sitting in a sauna and had a heart attack and died. And you you had a strange occurrence in the sauna. I totally forgot about that. Do you want to talk about that right now before we go? Or because we don't really have EVPs with that. So yeah, we, what do you want to do? Um, why don't we just go the, the, the way we, we, we talked about. Okay. And then we'll, when we get to that, uh, okay. I think that'll be best. So we uh, had two interns at the time. Amanda Mandenville, who at the time went by Trigger. And Little Beans, okay, uh, who is Ali Coffee, 
of the of of the uh, Saputos, Papa Frank's, you know, coffee family. Great interns. I love them to death. I still talk to them today. Contact them today. They're still around Springfield. Uh, Allie recently got married. I think Amanda's on her way to getting married. Then it was myself, you, Sarah, my co-host, right, and then your partner at the time, Chris, right. So yeah, that is one, two, three, four, five, six people on this investigation. And the thing, the reason we took little beans and trigger with us is because we were we were talking about it one time, I think, and we were at a, I forget if we were at an event or something, and they were just both really excited and really wanted to go. Right. You know, they weren't really afraid of it or scared of it. They just wanted to be a part of it. And and let's be honest, I kind of made them go. You know, I was yeah. like, I want to take these interns and see if they're going to scream and holler. I thought maybe we could mess around with them a little bit, you know, have some fun, make it sound good for the Halloween show. We didn't have to do any messing around because, man, so much stuff happened. The looks on uh, Trigger's face in the video, um, the freaking out that Little Bean's Alley Coffee goes through when those locker bangs happen. I mean, that's legit fear. Yeah. That's legit anxiety and nerves. But another thing about taking the interns, um, and, and we had this happen at several places, they really don't expect that anything's going to happen. Right. And it's a total shock when all of a sudden it's a realization, hey, this this stuff is real. Yeah. You know? There's stuff really going on that we can't explain. Yeah. Um, so we go and uh, meet Bill Whitehead. Yep. And uh, he gives us a walkthrough like we do for all of the uh, the locations. So do you want to talk about that? Well, yeah, Bill. He t- he gave he told us some of the stories and uh, he 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 mentioned some of the deaths in the building, those types of things. Uh, he talked about how his crew they were trying to clean the building up a little bit to make it more you know more uh, uh, easier for people to to get through the building. But they were doing some demolition at the time. And I, the thing I remember most about the basement that he took us to was <laughs> he said, no, look at this. He shined his flashlight down the hall, and there was a pile of rubble where they tore out drywall and stuff. And he said, look at that. And when he shined his light, it looked like the floor was moving. Uh-huh. And he said, uh, you guys need to be careful because there's thousands of brown recluse spiders yeah. in here. And after that, like, the girls didn't want to go anywhere near that. No. And <laughs> as a matter of fact, the girls were in sandals and, you know, it wasn't really, they weren't really dressed appropriate right, for right, having right, poison right, spiders right. around. But anyhow, um, but he took us, you know, through the area and, and he told us that a lot of people have apprehension on the second floor. There's just something not right about the second floor. And now you left out in the history of the building. I remember him saying during World War One or Two, remember, they used the living quarters. Remember, they had people, they, they said like the soldiers, families and stuff lived in the living quarters of that YMCA for a while. Okay. So I think that was on the second floor because there were like kind of like lots and lots of rooms, like school rooms. There was, right. On well, that one floor, there had to have been... 20 rooms. And, and there was. And there was, uh, I remember uh, room 207 right. was a room where supposedly a man had died in. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the rooms that uh, you were really nervous in. And, well, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you even I, mentioned that, how something just doesn't feel right in this room. Yeah. And, and the girls did, too. I mean, I remember Sarah, uh, the same time you basically said it, she said, yeah, something's not right in this room. And uh, that feeling went, went on most of the night on the second floor. Absolutely. Um, I didn't like the staircase because <laughs> well, I thought that was kind of creepy. I didn't want to be at the top of the staircase for some reason because well, that was kind of creepy. Well, room 207 was basically right at the top of the right, staircase. Right, because you just didn't really – you couldn't see – it was so dark. Yeah. In the hallways, I mean, it just felt like someone was going to pop out of one of these rooms. And, I, and I the hallways like were that. like long corridors, you right. know. Um, and, and that, you know, after we got to walk through, I think that was pretty much it. We decided on what we were all going to do. Right. But because of the second floor, you know, the, the feeling that it gave off um, – 
we decided to investigate that first. Um, actually, Little Beans and I, we just we headed down to the racquetball area, and you and and the rem- remainder of the crew, you guys headed down around the room two hundred seven in that area. Right. And uh, what the the one interesting thing that happened was when Little Beans and I went down to the racquetball court uh, courts, I should say, um, she started hearing voices, um, like whispery voices, and I I didn't hear them. But she was adamant that she heard him. I mean, we stopped. We went out in the hall and listened. We went back into the racquetball courts, and she still heard him. And it wasn't you guys because we could occasionally hear you guys down the hall. But uh, she was adamant that she was hearing whispery voices. Then just all of a sudden, it, it just totally stopped, and she didn't hear him again. And several things that night kind of made me wonder if she might be a little sensitive, you know, to to spirits because she seemed to to pick up on things, you know. Um. You guys went to the racquetball area. Yep. We stayed up on the second floor. We, we wanted to stay in a, in a larger group because, again, the uneasiness of that. And we didn't want to leave Trigger by herself. Um, and, and I, the whole time, just was like, I don't know about this floor, man. I don't know about these rooms. I don't know. And we had a, a camera, an infrared camera with yeah. us at the time. Yep. We had set up all the recorders. Right. Um, I don't know if I remember exactly how many recorders we six. had. At that time, we set up six. So we set up six, uh, one in the swimming pool area, one in the locker room area, one in the racquetball area. Sarah carried her recorder. Okay. And I think you carried a recorder, too, if I remember okay. right. Your own. So that's six plus the recorders that you brought from the station. Right. So one or two that you brought from the station. Right. Um, so we stay up on the second floor. There's video of actually what happens here. And, and, and the way to explain this is, we're up on the second floor. We wanted to investigate why that room 207 had such a bad vibe. Uh, we did some quiet time up there. Um, we're standing at the end of the hallway, and your partner, Chris, and I think Sarah, too, also saw what they thought was a white light. Well, what happened was there was a there was a noise at the end of the hall, and Chris was pretty gung-ho, and he went down to the end of the hallway and it was the last room on the right, and Chris went into the room. Uh, uh, this is kind of setting up the video. Chris went into the room, and he was in there a short time. He's, he's like asking questions, but he comes out. And then I remember he said, uh, did someone just take a picture? And uh, either Trigger or Sarah said no. And he said, well, I just saw a, a light flash behind me. And Sarah said, yeah, I saw it too. You ask at that point, uh, you asked Trigger if she would head down the hallway because I loaned some of my equipment out just so the girls could try it out. And Trigger yeah. had an infrared thermometer. But the first time you asked her to go down the hallway, she didn't go. And as they'll see in the video, um, things kind of start ramping up a little bit. Uh, uh, Chris is investigating the light that he saw. And at that point, uh, you asked Trigger again to go down to the to the end of the hall and check the temperature. We had checked the temperature earlier in the evening and it had at one point been 88 degrees. Yeah, it was and then warm in there. Within five minutes, it had dropped to 80 degrees when she te- checked the temperature a second time. But when you sent her down to check the temperature out where Chris was at the end of the hall, again, this is the second floor, um, she walked into the room where Chris had been. And I remember her voice saying, oh, my God, it's 22 degrees. Right. I'm going to play the full clip. It's a, it's about a minute and a half long clip of the video. And again, I'm standing at the middle of the hallway where the staircase is, both to my left and to my right. It's a long, long hallway with many, many, many doors on, on both sides of the hallway. And um, again, I did not like the vibe at all up there. And at first, I didn't really kind of want to admit it because I don't want to feel like a big, giant wuss bag. Um, and I was bossing these girls around to go you know, check things out. 
But your your partner Chris was pretty much in control of the whole thing, and I was like, I'm just going to let him do his thing. Okay, he was down at the end of the hall. But I do one thing I do remember about you was that you wanted to be within a few feet of either Sarah or me or someone. Yeah, you did not. And I'm want, I'm, never, I'm not like that. You've never been like that I've, before. I've never been like that, and I've never been like that since. I don't think you know. I, I just want to you know go right into it. So right, right. Let's play the video, uh, and again, we'll post the video up on our uh, podcast page. So you definitely want to go watch this because you're going to be able to hear. Uh, very clear, and then we'll tell you what we think that was. Did you guys take a picture? No. Did you see a flash behind? I did. I thought you took a picture. No. Did you see that flash? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm getting extreme. Come down here. I'm getting extremely cold. You're right here. I know you're right here. Who mm-hmm. did that flash? Did you get that on camera? That flash? I saw it in the camera. Look at this. What's the temperature? I mean, this is back of my it head. Should, it started out at 22. So that's trigger yeah. Yeah. shining the uh, temperature gauge down at the end of the hallway where Chris has been the whole time having this experience. And again, it's July 25th at this time. It's hot. There's no AC in the building, nothing. Yep. And the temperature gauge said 22 degrees so she's down at the well, she actually she's actually down at the end of the hall she's down at the end of the at hallway the end, right now Chris. yeah sarah yeah. and i are still back at the middle of the hallway she's got the infrared camera right oh my god do something you Who made that flash? If you can do that, you can shut this door. I want you to shut number 201, shut this door. And now again, uh, I didn't see the flash. Trigger didn't see the flash. Chris and Sarah are the only ones that think they saw something down right. there at the end and of the Sarah hallway. Sarah saw it in the camera. Shut it down. At least attempt to shut it. Push it halfway shut. Shut that door. Please. Sarah, don't go too far, man. So right there in the video, you're going to see Sarah kind of shuffling her feet down the hallway with the camera. She's going slow in order not to shake the camera. Right. You know, and that was, you can see that. And you hear video. me say, don't go too far. Right. Look. Well, if it shuts the door, I want to catch it. Seven times, seven times, seven times. Did you do that? What the f***? Sarah, was that you? No. She kicked something on the floor. No, I didn't. The look on Trigger's face. That says it all. It's it's the best look you'll ever get. She's freaking out, walking very fast away from the direction of yeah. where all that stuff was going on. So we'll play it back. Um, right after I say, you know, don't go too far, I'm getting creeped out. You hear what sounds like, when we were all there, we thought it was like a quarter. It sounded like a quarter so or a like bottle a, cap or something being flipped down yeah. the hallway. Those those floors are concrete floors. Right. And the carpet had all been torn up. There was nothing in the floors at all. Remember, because you had mentioned earlier, there, the, the guys were cleaning up yep. the place and sweeping everything up. So there really wasn't anything on the floor. Shut it. Push it halfway shut. Shut that door. Please. Sarah, don't go too far, man. What? Well, if it shuts the door, I want to catch it. Did you do that? What? the door. I want to catch it. Did you do that? Did you do that? What the? 
So, <laughs> again, that sounds to me like something what just was flicked or kicked down the hallway. Right. Again, and you'll see in the video, Sarah's not walking fast enough to have kicked something and she was that the only, hard. See, Little Beans and I weren't there. We were in the racquetball right. area. But Sarah was the only one moving. Right. And she was moving at a slow pace. Right. And I was right behind her, maybe five feet behind her. Yeah. Uh, Chris and, and Trigger went out into the hallway. And you weren't moving either. No, I was sitting still up against the wall. Yeah, you were yeah. leaning on the wall. Um, We immediately... Larry! Oh, we, that's we when, got something! That's when we heard you guys, and then we came down, knew something was up. So we come down, and I remember you guys told us what had just happened. And we look around trying to find whatever it was, and Chris found. Well, first, hold on, we watched the video back. Remember, well, we, no, we didn't watch it till we went downstairs. You guys told us what happened, and Sarah had the camera. I said, "Well, we, we'll rewind it." But we looked around to see if we could figure out what it was, and Chris found an empty shell casing because Bill had told us that the local law enforcement did some target shooting in there. Yep, yep. And yep. we found like a twenty-two shell casing empty. Um, we threw it down the hall. That wasn't it. Didn't make that noise anywhere close. We kicked close. it. That wasn't it. We found a few other items, threw them, kicked them, nothing. So we decided we were going to take a little break. You and I were going to stay because we didn't want to lock up the building, but the rest of the crew were going to go down the street at a like a convenience store, yep, yep, yep. pick up some drinks. So we go down back to the first floor, but before they leave, we rerun, we, we rewind the video, yeah. and then we... Uh, that's the first time that Lil Beans and I saw what happened. Right. And so you were super excited. Like, oh, yeah. I need yeah. to figure out what that is. I immediately, I think, changed my total demeanor and said, okay, I need to, I need to man up here. Well, first of all, you you didn't want to, You said, I'm not going back up to the second floor. The group leaves. The rest of the group left to go get drinks. You and I are there. And I remember we had a conversation for about four or five minutes probably. And you said, man, I don't want to go back up to the second floor. But I said, you know, you're going to want to do these investigations. And if you don't go back up there now, yeah. later on, you're not going to want to do this. <laughs> yeah. And so you said, yeah, you're right. So we go back up to the second floor trying to figure out, you know, what that could have been. Right. And we look all over, um, probably, I don't know, again, we, we looked up and down the hallway, found different things, tried them, kicked them, wasn't it. And then I found a piece of glass. It was about inch and a half, two inches long. And I remember that I kicked it. And we both said, no, nah, that, that sounds similar, but that's not exactly what... It was close, right. It was right, close. Right. So then I picked it up, and I tossed it down the hallway, and that was exactly the same sound. It was a piece of glass, but it had to be like fly through the air and then bounce, because when you kicked it, it didn't make the same sound. Right. And we couldn't find any other piece of glass in there. No. We kept looking up and down the hallway going, where would that have come from? So that had to have been the piece of glass. Yeah. It's like an old broken soda bottle or something. Yeah. But there were no other, like you said, there were no other fragments of glass on that floor. Right. And I remember looking up at one of the doors because the doors had those little like uh, glass right. through, see-through. Transoms or whatever. Yeah. yeah. None of those were broken out. No. None of those, you know, there was, it was, it was, that was, that, that had to have been it. Yeah. So that video was your first video. I think, wasn't that your first video evidence of really good uh, interaction with the paranormal? Uh, I, think, I think I remember you saying that was, that was a big clip for you. That, I'm trying to remember if the Shelbyville door opening and closing was before or after. I think that was in 14, so this okay. might have been the first. Okay. Yeah. Um, that video is up right now. You can check it out on YouTube. Just look up Ghost Throws Glass at Girl, or again, we're going to put that uh, on the, para, the the podcast page, and you can go watch it for yourself and see for yourself. Um, as we move along now, uh, throughout the investigation, um, you know, again, we had recorders set up in the swimming pool area, in the locker room area. We had some, I think we had some set up in a different room. 
Um, I'm trying to remember what room that was. But anyway, the, the, the swimming pool area and the locker room area were like mazes. Yeah. I mean, I remember oh, you walking, can get lost in yeah, I remember walking through there going, man, this, we, we're going to get lost in the dark, man. If you remember, before we went to the locker room area, when the group came back, I decided to go move my camera, up, put it up on, set it up on a stationary, you know, on a, uh, a tripod and set uh-huh. it on the second floor. But when I was coming back down the stairs, going back down to the first floor, I heard my name whispered. And I remember I said, hey, did one of you guys just say my name? And everybody said no. And I remember Trigger had a tape recorder. And I said, well, let's play it back. And well, when we played it back, I mean – it wasn't even recording. She right. she didn't know how to use the recorder, so <laughs> so we didn't we didn't catch anything. But I clearly heard my name being said coming down the first floor. Okay, so for the rest of the investigation, there was only uh, two. Uh, well, I don't. I say only. <laughs> there were two other interactions, major interactions. Three. Well, no, three, three three major interactions that happened. Well, it, it, but 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 two that have EVPs. The sauna interaction doesn't have any audio or EVP with it. The locker bangs and the Sarah yeah. pool area both have audio to go along with it. The next two EVPs we're going to play, though, um, is when you start accusing me <laughs> of playing some sort of reindeer games or something. Well, so let's set that up before we get to the Barbie yeah. clips. So one of the first places we went after we took our little break was we went down to the, the locker room pool area. But in order to get to that, you had to go through several rooms. Ginormous pool, man. Yeah, yeah. And we had just come through a doorway, and we're standing near the pool and just having a conversation. Was it just me, you, and Sarah? No, uh, we were all there. Okay. Yeah, we were all there. We hadn't split up at this point. But I think we were surrounding the pool, though. Yeah, we kind of like spaced out. I've got a picture. I I, I should send that to you, and you can post it, too, at some point. But of us standing around the pool area, and it's like there's three of us, and I can't remember which three uh, are across the pool. And a couple of us are standing by a doorway. Yeah. Chris and I actually were standing by a doorway. It's not quite Olympic-sized pool, no. but it is close. It's a nice size pool. And it had a shallow end and also a deep end. And there was actually still, like, standing water. There was a little bit of in water. The in the deep end, yeah. right? With, yeah. with junk and all kinds of other stuff yeah. in there. Really creepy. Yep. And the story was that when the Y was open, there was a little girl, she was somewhere between 9 and 12 years old, and she was playing in the pool one day with some boys. And the boys were playing around with her, and they decided to push her head under the water. And the story that Bill told us was that what he had heard is that they held her head under the water too long, and the little girl drowned. So we were just standing there kind of talking, rehashing what Bill had told us, when just kind of out of the blue, I heard something from behind us. And it had to either come right directly behind Chris and I, or there was a doorway leading to the room we had just come through. It came through one of those places. So here is the first thing that we heard. or I, I'm sorry, this is the first thing that Larry heard yeah. uh, w- while being in the pool area. No, man. I'm not that. I forgot how crazy this moment was because Trigger kept blaming me 
because she thought it came from my direction. That's she, what I remember now. Yeah. That every all these these sounds were coming from where I was standing. But in what, I understand why she might have thought that because of the echoes in there. Yeah, you know. And so you were across from us, and Chris and I both heard it. Yeah, uh, we th- it was from behind. And it us. was pitch black. Yeah, it was dark in there. We didn't. I don't think any of us had our lights on. Maybe one of us had our light, but they were shining down. Yeah, we couldn't really see where. Well, anyone they were shining was down because we were continually looking for those right. spiders. And you hear several shushes. Um, this one here, though. No, man. Those two shushes. Those are those are us. This one here at the beginning is not me. It's not us. When you say, was that you, Bonzi, the one right before that was not any of us. Right. Then we were kind of mocking it yes, and trying yeah, to make the sound it. and repeat it. Yep. And it sounds different. You know, it does sound a little bit different, I think. I think ours were way louder than oh, what that oh, one they was. They were. They were much louder. Um, we continue hanging out and standing around that area. And then again, uh, we'll play that clip and you'll hear some more shush sounds. Yeah. Was that a bird? Yeah. That is where we started talking about birds and bats being in that place. And then Sarah started getting really freaked out because, remember, we started to think we were hearing the flapping of bats just like we did at right. that opera house place. Remember the, that yeah. one time we were at the opera? Yes. Yeah. So that, that was our first encounter with the, the, the birds and bats that you thought were down there floating around. So... Um, that was pretty creepy. The shush sounds, um, the locker room bangs. I don't, th- this is when you and Sarah were in the pool area, right? Our group of four, which was me, Chris trigger, little beans, uh, Amanda Mandenville and Allie coffee. Here's one thing that really stood out during the night. Every time something happened, you were present each time. I mean, was I in the Barbie? No, I wasn't there. No, at the I mean, other, uh, well, other than that, you everything that seemed to like as far as the actual physical interaction. Well, the physical to be, interaction was Sarah's. Well, there was. Touched. On, on I wasn't her there with you two. No, you weren't then. But I mean, with all the th- different throwings, you were always present, or or Trigger was present. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I remember this part. We just thought walking through the locker room, standing in the, and actually, this was a time when we were just going. I think to get a drink. Now, if you remember right, you guys were walking through the locker room area, and Sarah and I were at the pool, but uh, you guys forgot to bring a flashlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so, yeah. So, and Chris had his camera, so basically that's he was taking of, little flashes to let well, us you see. Well, you asked him, we you said, going. dude, does that camera take flashes or something <laughs> so we like can that? See, said, well, yeah. then he was like, dude, take a whole bunch, you yeah. know, so you guys could see. Right. Um, and the lockers were shaped, there was two big, there was one women's, one men's. And then I remember, I forget if it was the men's or women's one, but there was kind of an L shape. You had to walk yeah. around a, a corner to get through some of the and like lockers. we were saying earlier, it was easy to get lost in that locker room area. Yeah. Uh, and here is what uh, one of the uh, recorders picked up. Can you take a flash first or not? Yeah. Let's do a whole bunch, dude. That is not. That wasn't Plus, you, man. No, that's not. Dude, I'm not. I'm okay. shaking. All right. All right. Hey. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> 
So you're right. I I remember we were standing there in pitch black. Right. None of us had flashlights, and we were talking about how to because we were just like, which way do we go? Yeah. We almost were lost, and it was funny because I remember one door led you right out to where you needed to be. But the problem is, you when, went the other way, you were you were gone. Yeah, and you get <laughs> easily turned around in pitch black, you know. So right, and so you can hear that when I start talking about the flashes, you'll hear a big giant bang sound. Can you take a flash first or not? Yeah. Do a whole bunch, dude. That is not. That wasn't Fun. you, man. No, that's dude, not. Dude, I'm not. I'm okay. shaking. All right, all right. Hey. Oh, dude. I know you're in here. So I'm starting to remember why I kept saying it wasn't me. I got blamed for the shushes by yeah. Trigger. Trigger tried to blame me for everything because she just thought I was going to be messing with him the whole time. Right. And I remember thinking to myself, how can I be doing that stuff when we're talking? And that locker bang was so loud, it was right by our heads. Yeah, it sounded like something was thrown and bounced off the lockers. Yeah, yeah. And then we we leave that, we get out of there, and then I remember we're walking our way back to you guys at the pool. Well, you guys, Chris and um, little, Chris and Little Beans, they split off of you guys. They were heading towards the pool. And you and Trigger decided to go back through the locker room area, and you passed the old sauna where Bill had told us a story about a man having a heart attack and dying in the sauna. And then you decide you want to set in the sauna. Yeah, but this locker bang, the second locker well, bang, The though, second locker bang is after that. Yeah, yeah, that happens because we're. Cause I remember we're trying to get out of there fast. Yes. I remember, yes, yeah, so you're right. I, that's why we were getting out of there fast, because what was happening with me and Trigger in the sauna. Right. That's right, yeah. So the first locker bang happened probably, what, an hour, hour and a half? Something like that. Prior. Yeah. Then this second locker bang is what we get, and then we'll tell the sauna story. Okay. You want to get in the sauna room? Yeah, Let's play it one more time. You can hear me huffing and puffing, and we're both trying to get out of there fast because we didn't like what just happened in the sauna area. So two locker bangs, and that one there again sounded like glass. Yeah, you it know, did. it sounded like something was, was being thrown at at me or trigger, like something was trying to play around with us or get us to to, to, to get creeped out and or again, something. The whole night, the only piece of glass we found was the one on the second floor. Right. So I guess the sauna story, the way we can tell it is, I, there was that sauna where the, the, the guy had a heart attack and died. There was actually two saunas. There was, you know, there were one right next to the other, and. Um, only one of them, I think, was we, we could sit in. I think the other one had like some junk, there was junk in it or something. It, yeah. And so I decided to go and sit. And didn't they? Didn't the guy that gave us a walkthrough tell a story about someone being got, accidentally got locked in there and they had to have someone, an yeah, investigator, come let him out? Yeah. So we were worried about that. Trigger and I were worried about that. And I said, Trigger, you need to stand like right outside the sauna when we shut the door. Don't latch it. Don't shut it all the way, and I'll just sit inside there, and we'll just do some quiet time and just sit there. 
And um, as we're sitting there, she's probably, you know. A couple feet. Yeah, three three feet away from the sauna. I thought she started jingling the handle of the sauna. And I'm like, what are you, are you, are you, are you, what are you doing? Nothing. She says, are you trying, are you jingling the handle? No, are you jingling? And so we kept blaming each other for jingling the handle. So something was moving the handle of that sauna door. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, that's when we, I said, nope. I said, I got up, walked right out of the sauna, and we tried making our way back to the swimming pool area or the safe room. And then that's when that locker bang happened. So Yeah, and then when you, you can hear during that last clip, too, that uh, you had just asked Trigger if she wanted to go sit in the sauna. Yeah. And she was going to yeah. until that happened. Yeah. So that's crazy, man. Um. Again, we're talking about the uh, season. This is episode two, uh, the, the the Granite City YMCA investigation with 99.7 and the Urban Paranormal Investigation Team. Um, we're getting ready to play what I think. Again, if you, if you were to ask me uh, to like go through, like, what are your top five moments? Top three. These are this this is top three easy. This one has to be up there. The, the glass being thrown. That's up there. Ferrar is up there. And then this one here, uh, both at the Granite City YMCA, two of my top three clips. Yeah, top experiences are right here. So, uh, you want to set this one up? This is of you and Sarah by the swimming pool. Yeah, Sarah and I had uh, branched off from the rest of the group, and we decided to go around the pool area where the little girl had drowned. Uh, we each had a tape recorder, and I set my tape recorder right next to the pool on the edge of the pool. Sarah's about 15 feet from me, and she's carrying her um, her tape recorder. And I, I was doing uh, asking some questions, doing an EVP session, and you know we weren't hearing anything or you know and of course, you don't know if you're getting results as far as recordings, but I, it didn't seem like anything was happening. So I said, Sarah, this was a little girl. maybe she'd rather have a, another girl ask questions. So in this clip, you will hear Sarah ask, uh, right off the bat, that this is the very first question that Sarah asked. She says, uh, hey, little girl, do you like to play with Barbies? And then you'll hear her say something like, whoa, it, I just felt, and then she kind of hesitates, like something go up my leg. But you hear her say that after the EVP is picked up. Well, and at the, of course, at the time, we didn't know that an EVP had been picked oh, up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. So we you didn't, didn't hear that until afterwards. No, right. she just felt something right after she asked the question. Yeah, and that's from Sarah's recorder. That's from Sarah's recorder, the one she is holding. Again, you listen to her ask about, does she like to play with Barbies? You'll hear what I think is a voice. Yeah. Crystal clear. We don't know what it says. I think to this day, we still don't know what it says. I originally thought it said like mouse. Yeah. And then she said, I just felt something going up my leg. And my impression was that maybe the little girl was taking her fingers and acting like a mouse (laughs) going up her legs. And again, you did not hear that while you were there. No. Um, we've played that clip back so many times. Yeah. And you can hear maybe the word yes a little bit in there. You can hear an S sound. You can hear an O sound. You can hear 
it's 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 weird what that and we I don't think we've ever determined what that is. Now it's, it's kind of what your mind matrix matrix is at the time, you know. And uh, this is on the recorder that you had that was fifteen feet from Sarah, right? On on the at ground level, right? Hello, girls. Would you like to play the party? And now, obviously, that clip's a little more echoey because you guys are further away. You're right. in that big, giant pool area. There's yep. a lot of sound in that room, and it's way more echoey because you're further away, and you don't really hear it as clear and as loud as that first clip, but it's also a different sound, Larry. It's, a, it's like a whisper. Yeah, it's a, it's a whisper. Hello, girl. Would you like to play the party? So, um, did I find the clip first, or did you? Sarah, I think Sarah found it first. Okay. Well, I, did yeah, I contact you were, you? You were reviewing Sarah's recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I contacted you and said, hey, man, look what we found. Yeah. You didn't find that whisper clip till later on Because I hadn't reviewed that recorder yet. Yeah. Right. And so, you told us, I think I remember you telling us you found it, and then you sent it, and then we listened to it. Because, again, we're, we're all doubting, like, what was that sound? What was that noise? Yeah. Sarah was like, there's no way that that's something... Well, you brought the uh, the, the, the the clip, it, uh, sent the clip to us. We have a, a equipment here that can pull up all the clips and put them and lay them down. With you. So we just wanted to see, hey, what, what would happen just by when we were doing the Halloween show, just on a whim. Yeah. I think I said, hey, what would happen? I think if we layered these and lined these up and played them back at the same time, what if we can figure out what it's actually saying or what it's doing? So we did that. We lined them up. And again, there's video we're, we're going to put on the podcast page. You can see how we did this, how we lined them up. They... You can hear Sarah's voice perfectly, but then again, the different sounds, okay, the different audio that it makes, it's it's perfect. I mean, right. it lines up perfect with each other, and I think it just amplifies the clip a little bit more. I don't think you can tell really what it's saying. I think you can. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if we can. Hello, girls. Would you like to play the party? You think you can tell what that says? I think it's definitely saying no. Okay. It's so crazy when you put those two clips together, man, how full. It just makes that clip so full. It, it you know? makes it, it complete. Yes, you know? and it just makes it just the, the – it's, it's, it's unexplainable. It was you almost, cannot explain that. It was almost like a little girl was standing there. Right next to Sarah. And she was not afraid to speak up, but she didn't really talk. She kind of did it in a whispery voice. Right. You know? But, yeah, I think it's clearly No. That's crazy, man. And I, 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 I can't wait for Sarah to relive that moment because she said she was super excited of us to do this podcast. Um, the last one that we're going to play here, this is one that you, again, you think was was picked up. This was right after the clip the they Barbie just heard. The Barbie stuff? Yeah. Okay. And I only found this just the other day when I was reviewing this. I'd never heard this before. Huh. Do you like Sarah? I'm going to move away from Sarah. Oh, no, 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 no. 
Yeah, so that's kind of weird because you hear you hear Sarah saying no, 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 and, no. And I don't remember what I said, but and you can't really understand what I said. But it was I was teasing Sarah about something that maybe get the little girl to touch her again, and she's like, oh no, 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 no. And then right after that, you hear a distorted voice. I think it's a growl. Do you like Sarah? Yeah, I, I don't think we can tell what that says. No. It's it's, it's e- definitely a growl or a echo. Something. I think it's, it's an echoey voice. But, again, you hear the echo in the big room, you know? That's awesome. One of our uh, best uh, investigations, I think, that we've done, and, and I can't wait to, to share more with you guys, man. It's the Granite City YMCA. Uh, again, from back in, what year was that? 2013? Um, 2013, yeah. Wow. July 13th. Wow. Yeah. Long, long time ago there. Yep. Whew. Episode two in the books, guys. Go and check it out. Follow us on Facebook. You can watch all those clips. You can see the video. You can experience for yourself. Tell us what you think you hear. or what We'd love to have that discussion. If you think you hear something totally different, then please, please, please make sure you let us know uh, what you think that is, and we would love to talk to you guys about that. You can also message Larry Wilson directly on Facebook if you guys have any locations you'd like checked out. If you guys think you uh, might want to do something like this with us, maybe we can uh, figure that out too. So the Urban Paranormal Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2, Granite City, in the books. And if you thought this episode was convincing, wait till next week. It's going to be something else. Tease next week. Well, it's for our school, and I think... <laughs> I think the one location that made a total believer out of you was Farrar. Yeah. I mean, I think I was a believer after Will Hill because I was I couldn't explain some of those things. The tuna on this on the on the spirit box. The glass being thrown, the video here, I thought, okay, yeah, there's definitely something going on. I think what you're trying to to say here is I I I got addicted. I got hooked after Farrar because yeah. if what can happen at Farrar happen again. That's communication absolutely between the living and either the dead or something else, you know. Right. Yeah, but it was intelligent. Whatever it's it was. intelligent communication. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That right. and that's exciting stuff. It's also scary too because it, you don't it, know <laughs> it doesn't get any because you don't know who you're talking to. You know? <laughs> right. It, it right. doesn't get any right. better than that though. But thanks for listening and be sure to tune in again next week as Bonzi and I once again unravel more mysteries of the paranormal. Until then, happy hauntings. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.